0: James Field, and Ian Harris. It's episode 144 for the 6th of August, 2010. Hi there, Ian. How's it going? It's going good, James. How are you? We're back on the couch for episode number 144. Yeah,
1: and uh, it's going well for me, and we're going to be talking about our familiar mix, for those regular listeners, of mm. uh, business
0: news, technology news, content delivery, a bit of gaming or maybe news, not. and uh, some mobile action and uh, and any other technology stories that uh, are of interest to us and T- we think might
1: be of interest to you. Fancy, indeedy.
0: So... What have we got there in the business kind of space? Well, we've got uh, some new copyright action going on in the US. Yeah,
1: this was um, around the, like I guess, is it the DMCA stuff? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, and basically, they've um, kind of changed, I think it's the anti-circumvention clause has mm-hmm. been amended um, to say, I think it's kind of, it makes it legit to rip DVDs. I think that's the... Uh,
0: yeah, the, the, the take kind of I got from it was that it was legit to and uh, jailbreak your your phone.
1: Yeah, as well to make it to unlock it from a network mm. that as well. Yeah, there was mm. a number of different changes there. I think about uh, so you were able to um, you're allowed to yeah allowed to rip DVDs as mm. if you were going to reuse them for non-commercial purposes. Sounds pretty reasonable. Educational documentary filmmaking and non-commercial videos. Okay, so you could rip and I guess to make mashups really. But yeah, I mean the other thing was about. Um, Computer programs in the form of firmware or software that enable used enable used wireless telephone handsets to connect to a wireless telecommunications network, mm. when circumvention is initiated by the owner of the copy of the computer program solely in order to connect to a wireless network, mm-hmm. and where the access to the network is authorized by the operator
0: of the network. Right. So yeah, jail. It's uh, un- network unlocking. <laughs> Ah, well, that's, I mean, I'm still astonished that that was ever considered to be illegal, but I'm glad they've clarified that, because um, mm. it's, uh, I mean, it, it, the the law doesn't stop Apple, for example, trying to stop you do it, doing it, does it? it just
1: no, I mean, I guess you can say, well, I don't know, it, it's still, she says, wireless has to execute software applications where the circumvention is accomplished for the sole purpose of enabling mm. interoperability of mm-hmm. applications, Okay. Where the, where the applications have been lawfully obtained right. on the handset. Okay, fair enough. Um, So I mean, it sounds all kind of fairly reasonable, but maybe this is just—it's clarifying fair use, I guess. Yeah. uh, And uh, that's obviously only in America, listeners. But uh, there we go. I mean, many other territories—they've said you can't sell the phone
0: locked. Yeah, which is essentially Uh, the same sort of thing, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess in most territories where they're subsidising the handset, they they do have a—they can still tie you into a contract. Yes. Yeah, you could go and use the phone somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. For whatever purpose that might be. Mm. Hmm. Um. But that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's you know that's good. It's good to see the the lawyers catching up with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's quite funky. Now you had something here in the technology section about HDMI. That's so last year. Just when they
0: came out with four point four, what's the new? Uh, what's the new thing? Well, uh, HDMI has been the uh, the high definition video standard for about it's been a couple of years. I think. I think in mm-hmm. most, is I a mean, high definition. Media multimedia interface or something interface? Yeah. yeah something like that yeah <laughs> and uh it's got uh I mean even my laptop now has an HDMI connector so it's, yeah I mean they do you know, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much mm-hmm. universal all the all the TVs have any H- HDMI connectors and there's been uh, there's been a few others trying to uh, go for the crown of uh, most widely, or you know, new new adapter. The biggest one being DisplayPort. Yeah. Uh, and the problem with HDMI is that it's got uh, it's, it has a it merely has a bandwidth of about ten gigabits per second.
1: Yeah, that's already. And it doesn't. The cables aren't very long
0: either. Yeah, and the c- cables only go for a couple of meters. DisplayPort mm. uh, has up to twenty one, you yeah, know, twenty one point six gigabits of data, uh, and has a bit longer cable. So as long as you're only doing ten eighty, only doing ten eighty p. You can, yeah. you can I mean I'm thinking in my
1: home cinema rig I mean I've got to do I mean a 10 meter HDMI cable just about cuts it and that works I think it's HDMI 1.3 I'm guessing mm, okay so it's 1.4 which does the the increased bandwidth for mm-hmm. ethernet carriage and dual 1080p I think mm-hmm. which is where you know for your 3D stuff yep so clearly a few meters wouldn't really cut it for me or you'd have to fork mm. out for a repeater so this new one is what well, <laughs> someone had the T- bright spark
0: idea of going, hang on a tick, what about Ethernet? Can't we just run video over Ethernet? Isn't that a yeah. good idea?
1: And I have seen some HDMI to
0: Ethernet adapters. Okay. Around. So, well, this is, hey, they they still reckon there's uh, about 10 gigabits worth of bandwidth on, H- on what they're calling HD base T 1.0. Uh, But it's capable of scaling up to 20 gigabits per second. Uh, The big difference is cable length, where you can run 100 meters or, of course, because, you know, Ethernet by its very definition... Mm -hmm. It can be uh, expanded very easily by the use of switches or hubs. You can have, you know, eight hops or however many hops you want, really. So uh, it is
1: just basically carrying over Ethernet, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And And can you put power down there as well? You can. You can put power down there. You can. And I mean, once it's network-wise, you can run anything over the top of that, Mm -hmm. you know, that you want. So, I mean, I don't know whether it's just about establishing an actual protocol across Ethernet.
1: Who's pushing that? Is that um, Samsung, Sony, LG and others?
0: Yeah, so it means that a few people from a few companies have got together, had a bit of a chat about it, and they've put a press release out, but whether uh, mm. <laughs> they've done much about it, I'm not it's really LG, sure. It's LG,
1: Samsung, Sony, and Valens Semiconductor, so I guess someone's okay, made sure it. Okay, so they've got some semiconductors
0: yeah. on it. Okay, fair mm. enough.
1: So, um, I did see something at IFA last year, was from, I think um, TV manufacturers putting power and Ethernet and HDMI over a single cable. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, quite funky. That's cool. So, uh,
0: but, but I mean, why why can't we get to the point where every device in the home is really just networked and yeah. you just? <laughs> well, and
1: also if it's cheaper because people do get ripped off for of these peripheral cables. Oh, don't I they? know. I mean, you know that's Even where HDMI a lot of
0: cables. You can pay twenty five pounds for an HDMI cable. That's insane. lot well, more. I mean, you can buy. Th- you know, this is super gold
1: special. It's like well, it's digital. It either gets through, or it doesn't. There's no. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's
1: true. There's no half time on this digital stuff. Yeah, so that's exactly right. Um, so yeah, if you're out there, don't go and buy a a cable that costs a fortune one yep. should do the trick that's what should I think the trick. Um, so it'll be yeah.
0: interesting to see how that goes I think it uh, it'll be nice to get rid of the plethora of cables that's currently uh, sitting behind this my television this is putting
1: off your purchase of a
0: digital TV <laughs> isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no nah, not really but <laughs> certainly um, certainly would make things nicer like one of the best things I did in the last few months in terms of uh, it's not really a gadget but I bought a wireless uh, multi-function videos. printer Oh um, yeah, yeah. Scan. Scanner,
1: blah blah blah. Yeah. And,
0: and it's wireless, and so you plug it in, and once you once you set it up, which wasn't trivial, um, once it's done and connected to the wireless network, I can print from any device, and the you know the printer itself, you can pick it up, move it, plug it in somewhere else, can and you scan from any device. Yeah, and you can sit there and scan from it as well. You need a Windows program to do it. But yeah. But you, you have at least, I mean, obviously having a scanning function in a different room from, to where the computer is is not ideal. Well, then you probably have a laptop anyway, right? Exactly. So you wander up to it and you change the pages and you it just, I just can't believe. Yeah, uh, and, be, and when
1: you're moving as well. So that's presumably just popping in the new house. Bingo. No exactly. More, where no we more go. Ca- yeah. No more so cabling. I
0: don't know why we, we didn't do, do this years ago. Yeah,
1: I must admit, I hadn't, this article was interesting here about Diva I'd never heard of.
0: Yeah, i never heard it. So they do talk about it on the stage. DIIVA. Yep, which... Um, A proprietary cable, which no one's <laughs> ever heard of. <laughs>
1: it's so proprietary. They're probably that, uh, really expensive, so yeah. don't buy one of those. It
0: go up to 26 metres, though, so
1: that could Mind be. you, it's probably like the Betamax guys going, but I, DIVA is so much better. I think my, so. My bits get... are delivered so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're delivered, well, they're I main difference with, The main difference with DIVA, it, it delivered some power. Uh, five watts of charging power, and five, this HD-based T does up to a hundred watts. Well, it does getting there, which just can power me. your remote TV. So <laughs> it is kind of yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That would be nice if you could. It's the marriage of power oh, over damn, Ethernet and HDMI one nice. DisplayPort one point two. This okay, is their. Nice. Uh, this is
0: not their bastard child. But this is <laughs> the, <laughs> something uh, entirely different. This is the uh, super child. So, so James, tablet. while we're still in technology, you've got uh, an note here on OpenCL. Tell me about OpenCL right now.
1: Not my main area of expertise, I must say, but OpenCL, as far as I could see it, mm-hmm. is you know, like OpenGL is the uh, mm-hmm. like the graphics, graphics library, language yep. for running on um, GPUs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can get, draw your, your um, text cells and your little uh, triangles and stuff to make yep. up 3D scenes. Yep. Now, OpenCL is using GPUs, but mm-hmm. to run um, just general purpose computing calls on them so you can do normal computing uh, right. but on GPUs to take advantage of their sort of massively parallel uh, uh, pi- right. pipelines and not having any issues so you can really perform some things like encoding video for mm-hmm. instance you can do that uh, um, on the GPU with OpenCL and that's the standard nice. which a number of people have been pushing um, cool. and I through some various bits and pieces I've been looking at mm-hmm. found this company called Otoy like a toy with an O on the front Um <laughs> uh-huh. And they're making, uh, they're using OpenCL in the cloud Mm -hmm. to allow people to do, you know, rendering of special effects, um, rendering video games, all this kind of stuff. So if you were doing doing something, there's quite a few startups like Gaikai and others doing Mm -hmm. real-time video gaming just through a web browser. Mm. And so they're able to create custom H.264 streams. Or yeah, even they're using right. a special I think they're using like an Orbix yep. coder encoder. So you can play a game which is basically mm-hmm. delivering you a personalized H two six four stream which is being rendered on these GPU based servers yeah. with OpenCL.
0: Now um, it's just just a bit of a kind of social comment here in terms of technology. We've kind of come a long way from you know mainframes and terminals, and then we went to kind of all the computing power being on the desktop and and now it seems like it's all moving back into the into the mainframe again.
1: Well, the at the end of the, the you know, what's the bottleneck here? Surely it's the, um, you know, the are monkey eyes, you know. As long as mm. you can render to the monkey eye and there's only one screen full of stuff that you can look at and we can only mm. perceive changes mm. so fast. So why, why do you need to do it locally? Like, if you've got the grunt to do it yeah, in the absolutely. cloud, why do you need to do it locally? Mm. And obviously there's a latency issue as well.
0: Yeah, but it sounds like everyone's kind of getting past that point of, of, of saying well, there's an issue. Well, anyway.
1: I'm still not convinced. I mean, oh, okay. you know, there's still going to be some kind of latency. Sure, if you're mm-hmm. making a movie and you're doing special effects, you you know, you do a render. You use the render farm. Right, then you're not worried about latency. And so that would be ideal for yeah, that sort of thing, But wouldn't it? um it? but, you know, it's a, I guess it's a trade-off. And you, you're mm-hmm. right, we're getting more and more power to the desktop. But equally time slicing using the server stuff and and specialist code could equally mm. run on the... So, I mean, I think there are niche applications at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so Otoy, an interesting company. Take a look at them. Um, tell cool. us what you think. Uh, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com It'd be great we to, hear from, to you. hear from you. Indeed.
0: So, uh, on the content delivery now, James, we've got... Uh, and um, I'm surprised I came up with this story, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, over the last few months, we've been kind of hearing increasing kind of rumblings about what Apple's going to do with their Apple TV and and a video service generally, but... Um, but
1: no, nothing nothing happened? Is, nothing this, concrete, some, is this some yeah. sneaky hit? At what might be happening? The next version of Apple TV? I've, this is like, you know, it's an iPhone without a phone in, right? Or a, <laughs> well, an iPod Touch with a phone. I mean, it does out. make
0: sense that if it's going to use iOS, which is the operating system that iPads and iPhones use... Uh, That makes sense. And the theory that comes from CNET, I don't know where they got got their information, but Mm. they obviously talked to someone at a bar somewhere and uh, they're saying that Apple has transitioned. Many of the team from the online music service Lala, which Apple bought and then basically Mm. stopped, uh, to work on streaming video instead, so I mean, kind of putting two and two together. The theory is that they're going to you do lots of video streaming to Apple TV like devices, um, basically by streaming it from the cloud and caching it locally, as opposed to you know what Apple devices do right now. Yeah, which so is it's like fast streaming
1: everything. stuff. So yeah. well, they don't. I mean, you can play, you can download and play from Apple TV already. So it's merely using. Smaller storage at the device yeah, to buffer yeah. that stuff. I mean, it depends where in the world you're working
0: on it, but uh, true. I mean, if they can get um, the the series, they'll get the Apple TV device down to around ninety nine dollars, which is kind of the magic price point of yeah, mm, why not? You know, let's have a go. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, they're going make all their money from actually people renting and and buying content. Yeah, I mean, I did
1: see. I remember, we spoke some time ago at a company called Sesmi, S E Z M I. remember remind me. Um, they're. Uh, again an over the top content deliverer mm-hmm. um they've allegedly launched a $5 a month TV service it, okay. once you've once you've bought their 150 to $200 um terrestrial DVR box mm-hmm. in the US and they're looking to offer personalized video on demand it says you know youtube and other over the top services and you can pay more for premium including cable type right. kind of stuff so okay. they're looking to be an over the top content deliverer mm-hmm. or uh, um and they're, apparently they're now in 36 markets. But it's not, what's a market? Is it, It's really <laughs> not a state, is it? Or, um, what was that? Is it the flea, flea markets on the corners? <laughs> I, mean, I don't quite know. But they're selling the box in Best Buy. Okay. But it looks like another kind of Roku right. kind of pitch. The boxy like... box hasn't come out yet. So it looks yeah. very similar to a boxy box. But right. this one does claim to have a terrestrial tuner in, which is unusual in the US because mm, I don't yeah, know how indeed. much terrestrial services are actually put out there on the that fabulous ATSC network but mm. um, so watch that uh What's that space? What while happens. we're on
0: uh, content delivery, James. I know we've uh, we've talked many times about BT Vision as a service. I know. Uh, oh yeah. You've done some fairly solid testing of it and found it to be <laughs> lacking. <laughs> lacking. Uh, yeah. I actually uh, had dinner with some friends last night and they they've got BT Vision, which again, very much like you was like, well, if you take BT Vision, we'll give you a free phone line and a free house and a free yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> anything. just please just stay with us. Um, so they went, mm, okay, we'll get you know phone calls and broadband and and the Do BT the Vision ones, thing yeah. and whatever. And they said mm. it's getting increasingly better and better, mm. as in they actually quite like the services. There's more mm. channels on it. Um, it seems to be more reliable, and it's uh, the service is definitely improving in terms of mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the content. So uh, nice to get some positive feedback after all these. Yeah, I, mean, no, sure I think are very you know, hard.
1: where I am at the moment, we've had a bit of BT Vision going on, but basically, I think the main. It- Uh, terrestrial antenna doesn't work very well. So basically Uh. it's a bit of a hamstrung box without that because obviously the majority of the services are terrestrial terrestrial free Mm -hmm. services. Mm -hmm. Um, So it remains to be seen but yeah I mean it's, it's the Microsoft media room stuff so yeah I mean you know, it's, it's the, it
0: was new at the time but I guess it's kind of evolved a bit and, and well uh, it's two two and a half years old so yeah, it's co- you, know, a couple you think years old it would, now. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: should, should still be working but it's you know it's good to see the services evolving they've got some unique content now mm, uh, I think they're selling the premium sports stuff now but at a uh, mm. at a discount which is yeah. selling dollars for ninety-five cents, which is uh, <laughs> <laughs> helps you get helps you get interest in the product, but yeah, not absolutely. not as a not particularly
0: good. It's a long-term business strategy, but
1: uh, yes, yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, we'll w- wait and see how that goes. I mean,
0: stranger that's, things have happened in other
1: markets. That's for that's, sure. That's
0: for sure. That's for sure. So, uh, talking about um, mobile, no, what about gaming? Ah, gaming! I skipped over gaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't actually been a lot of. Uh, a lot of news in the gaming front
0: um, i mean i know starcraft 2 has been released and it's been a big hit so far it's a strategy yeah. to kind of run around space i've conquering been world kind buying of game, the
1: odd kind of game on my uh, my ipad actually mm. to what's, what's your what's... favorite at the moment uh i'm still plants versus zombies is pretty good <laughs> it's not bad i must have been, i have kind of finished most of it to be honest but um everyone i know is playing angry birds angry birds done Mm. Done. I'm, you know, not an expert on that, but even my uh, my little nieces are playing Angry Birds and Pairs and lots of stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, and I've got a new, uh, the, I think a top game I saw. Every now and again, I'm, I don't know what your, you know, I know you don't have an eye device at the moment Mm -hmm. shockingly Mm -hmm. and and haven't got an hd tv what are you doing a technology podcast No, it's ridiculous (laughs) you'll be talking about you know amish amish chariots and horses (laughs) Um, you have to have to tool up with Mm gadgets but um my app buying behavior is occasionally because there's so many on the app store Mm. uh and i haven't used the app genius yet saying if you like this you you Mm -hmm. might like those Mm -hmm. just i just noticed that today actually Mm -hmm. um you know just snack around and, and see what's in the top 10 mm-hmm. which is a bit of a lemming effect but it's it's like if you're watching tv how do you have so many channels what do you do
0: yep, well you nice. just
1: look at the first one or look at the the top 10 recommendations yep. so see what happens in that space but um yeah, I guess uh, and you don't get to see your aggregate spending on these either.
0: Mm, so, well uh, that's very deliberate, isn't it? You get little mini bills as quickly as <laughs> <possible, laughs> so it's like you only spend ninety nine no Exactly,
1: exactly. So anyway, so that was that was game. I might go i be going off to the um, GDC, Game Developer Conference in Europe, in a couple of weeks' time, in oh, Cologne. Nice. so maybe I'll get some mm-hmm. more choice news from there, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, excellent. Look forward to that.
1: Right. Um, mobile. Sorry, I chopped you off.
0: No, no, that's good. Good to chat about what's what's happening there. Yeah. Now <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we've got... Um, where do you want to start again? We've got a
1: few stories here, have not we? Uh, we've got Lonely Planet. Yeah, Lonely Planet, that, uh, which I think is 75% owned by the BBC, after Mr. Yeah, Tony Wheeler sold actually, out. Yeah. Um, so they've they've launched a, quite a good, uh, I think, All Things D, uh, All Things Digital. Um, mm-hmm. They released an iPad app, which is really quite a funky use of... It's pretty flat media, but it's a nice mm-hmm. interface, I think, what very well mm-hmm. designed. And obviously it's free, which is good. Um, nice. But they've also, this week, launched on Android some apps. So they clearly kind of play mm-hmm. in the field.
0: That's and nice. they're
1: doing an augmented reality apps where they're actually, I guess, putting in geolocation into their city guides.
0: Ah, oh, look, you know this has been. Where has this been all my life? That would yeah. just be fantastic. Um, but wander up to some monument or statue or something rather, and What's pull up that? your phone and not have to go. Uh, it looks like a something rather, and we're in the city mm. of something rather. So let's look it up on the internet. But rather, just pop up and go. You're near the statue of. So yeah, we'll or so look. Through, this. you
1: look through the you know here the lonely panic goggles. No, it even says, better,
0: fantastic. And it
1: says, oh, that's what that is. is. Um, mhm quite whether it delivers on that promise I'm not
0: sure I, I mean I've never seen an actual augmented reality app in real life and and then be have, have it be useful so yeah um definitely.
1: I guess someone's had to go through and geotag all of the stuff in their books which is
0: Well, it's about time, because Lonely Planet have had some pretty lame maps in their (laughs) books. Well, that's probably because you have to
1: pay quite a lot of money for the the Mm -hmm. maps, eh? But uh, And also, outside of the main cities, it could be a bit of a a bare, augmented world. Yes. Um, And there's quite a few other apps out there, like Wikitude and Around Me, Mm -hmm. which provide some kind of interface, but it's still a bit clunky, so maybe the AR Mm. is the way to do it.
0: Uh, I think you still feel a bit of a fool holding your phone up. But uh, But, but I mean, I think think the world is going to get increasingly uh, geolocation-based yeah, uh, I mean, Urban Spoon has been an absolute saviour for trying to find a Mexican restaurant within ten minutes walk of some random place of where I am. You know, it's <laughs> when you need a chimichurri. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's it, that's what you want. I mean, yeah. and, and given that it already knows your location, uh, I don't want to have to go searching on the internet and all that. Exactly, stuff. and then it takes you there, Give which the is yeah. which is the way to do it. So, I think you're, you're right there. Um, so, other
1: good. other news on the iOS stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there was a website in the old days for those of us who remember the 2G phones like myself uh-huh. um, called jailbreakme.com where you could go there and jailbreaking mm-hmm. means you can run apps which aren't from the app store mm-hmm. uh, and this simply you visit the website slide the bar, bingo, you can do it I must admit I haven't done it myself because um, I'm not quite sure what, what, what I want to and uh, and also all the um, now that's out there the copycat people like iPhoneunlock.com com and things like yeah, that who right. tried to sell these solutions <laughs> yeah. I've come out with it. oh no you can untether your phone and use FaceTime on 3G networks and all this kind of stuff so it basically enables you to break the rules that Apple has mm. set with the carriers mm-hmm. um, we'll see how many people adopt that and how long it takes for the, uh, the loop to be the loop closed. To be closed, yep. um, absolutely. But,
0: uh, Interestingly, this, uh, I mean, it's all based on a website which uses uh, a few new vulnerabilities they've discovered mm. in iOS, and one of them is to do with the uh, the rendering of PDF files.
1: Okay, so basically it just opens a, a web page with a PDF, PDF which it is broken. And exploits yeah. it,
0: yep, exactly, so. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's Maybe Buffer overflows or... Yeah, things like that, isn't it? So it's funny. uh, It's
0: 2010, and we're still discovering little problems like this. It's
1: well, probably people have known about them and waiting to use Mm -hmm. them for the appropriate purpose, Mm -hmm. isn't it? That's the uh, that's the thing. But yeah, so now you can apparently unlock all of the iPhone devices. Um, But of course, the business rules have changed, so you can't buy one without a subscription. Mm -hmm. So uh, which is, I remember you bought my 2G phone, didn't you? You just could Mm -hmm. go in, buy the phone, and walk out. Pick it up. Um, So it's relatively easy. also, uh, other news, um, mm-hmm. Android activations. Um, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we?
0: Mm. Um, we talked about how it was changing, but uh, we're looking at now having Android phones selling faster than the iPhone. Now, I don't know whether the iPhone's just fallen off a cliff after the whole antenna thing. Well,
1: there's a lot more. I mean, also,
0: who's you know? what's the promotion, the point of sale, mm-hmm. what's the... Mm-hmm. And There's a lot like, of Android phones out there, like yeah. every manufacturer, Samsung, Sony. Um, but they're all different versions of Android. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I think you've probably got, yeah. you know, challenges there in keeping mm. your,
1: you know, w- what can I get on my phone?
0: Yeah. And how does it cope with the different hardware? Yeah. And, and I'm not challenge. sure about the
1: management of applications, about mm. where you store them and, mm-hmm. you know, are they in the cloud? Can you get them back again on another device? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess that's the thing. I mean, if you, can you just stay with Android and move up? Um Mm. Uh, if you're an Android man or woman and you're a listener, do let us know why you think Android's best. Um,
0: yeah, that would be good because uh, it would be nice to have some first-hand information on that. Yeah, the there's got, clearly uh, good apps out there but there are, I mean, there's no doubt there are less apps. Mm. Um, and but I mean, if there's 100,000 apps on Apple Store, you know, think I could cope with 100 or... <laughs> <Yeah. you laughs> that'd know, be more than enough for anyone. I mean, <laughs> you just don't need, uh, you just don't need 200,000 apps. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, there's, probably you don't need very many at all i think the average
1: lifetime of an app is uh, seven minutes well if it's a free one yeah you probably play with it for seven yeah. minutes and never look at it again and yeah. most apps you'd return to within a month and if yeah. it doesn't satisfy i mean some of, i've seen some apps um there was one i had on my ipad which was trying to do kind of social socially integrated news but right. so many people downloaded it that their servers couldn't cope yeah so as a person who tried it, I went, hmm, okay. Um, it's rubbish. I'm not doing that. Well, it doesn't seem to work. So, mm. you know, I've got to really think about it to come back and play with it again. Mm. Um, and we only
0: have so much time in our lives. Exactly. Well, at the moment, Android's got the lead with 33% of the smartphone market, mm-hmm. followed by Room with 28% and Apple with 22%, uh, which is quite amazing that Android's come from nowhere to 33% of the smartphone market in in essentially only a couple of years. It's quite, yeah. quite an astonishing uh market market force um and yeah. all those other smaller guys like uh you know nokia software and uh what's that one There's the ob store and, and stuff yeah. like that yeah nowhere it's just nowhere nowhere at all so yeah and windows not even on the list oh, windows yeah <laughs> yeah that's true
1: windows mobile where are they now uh,
0: yeah. how can how can that not be in the list they should yeah. be one percent come on nobody talks about microsoft anymore do they very very strange Mm. unusual <laughs> um so uh one of the other crazy stories James. Yes. Um did I find this one or did you find this no, one? No, I found this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, actually, I, uh, one of my I got this from a great source. Um this was this was a it's kind of a creepy is it creepy? I'm not sure. An advertising promotion in Brazil mm-hmm. where Unilever, one of the you know one of these fast moving consumer good kind of th- companies around the world has a detergent called Omo. O M O. And they added a GPS tracker to some Omo boxes as mm-hmm. a sort of prize promotion. So you, you buy the box of detergent and then they aim to beat you home because they track you and the, they have a team of trackers <laughs> to get you home and bring the prize to you. So the idea is the prize finds the consumer rather than the consumer having to look for a prize. Right. Um, and so they had like beepers in it and things like this. So if someone, And obviously Brazil, there's quite a few crims out there so mm-hmm. you, if someone knocks on your door saying, you've won a prize <laughs> you'll be put, whipping out your uzi and wasting them before <laughs> <laughs> you know eat lead um, so that's not going on so the the um, and, and so basically they're trying to get people to give them these prizes and they had a remotely activated buzzer in the box as well as a GPS
0: right. you know I'd be really um, worried if my detergent started buzzing at me you know I'd be going whoa yeah. what's going on sorts,
1: so they did try and think about all these things <laughs> um, and this is a particularly I guess I don't know it's a a wacky promotions company called Plus Bullet or Bullet it's called I think Um, (laughs) and two summers ago apparently Bullet also um, did a great promotion with Unilever again where they they disguised 10,000 iPod shuffles as ice lollies or popsicles and (laughs) put them in freezer cases oh no um so the agency's creative people had noticed that while reading their iPod instructions that the iPod can operate at temperatures below freezing. So they thought, hmm, okay, we'll freeze them and stick them in a fake ice cream bar. And then people think they're buying an ice cream and get a, 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 an iPod. So uh, Okay. And it was everyone was going, well, hey, let's go and buy an ice cream. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, I guess that worked. There we go. So and, um, uh,
0: Some people choked on their music or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure it's a small kid disappointed. It's not an ice cream. It's some stupid consumer electronics. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted an ice cream. an ice cream. Too old.
1: Um, so strange things will happen. So I think that's quite funky. The disposable... I mean, it's, you know, it's like putting flat, uh, flexible cool. screens on magazines and stuff. But uh, very cool. Well, yeah. you know,
0: we're going to see more and more technology being involved in. Uh, I'd in be more than happy
1: to cut into a loaf of bread and find an, an iPhone 4G with Gorilla Glass. That would be nice. Something like that. Yeah, but I don't know if you can bake them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Oh, I toasted my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. um Excellent. Well,
0: um, no, kind of that wraps us up
1: for episode 144, James. Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Do uh, tell your friends about it. Rate us on iTunes um, yeah. and send us any feedback you have to feedback at
0: onthecouchpodcast.com. Thanks very much. We look forward to chatting with you next week. It's yeah. Bye from Ian. And bye from James. Cheers. Cheers.
1: This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by EmbeddedAdventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with.